0: This is the EVP Podcast. Guess what, guys? It's the EVP Podcast with your hosts, Ghosty.
1: And Beaker. And that's it. Yep. <laughs> that's it today.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. It's episode 99.
1: 99.
0: So, guess what that means? 100 is next week. Also, investigation time.
1: Do it. Buy so. tickets. Eventbrite.com. Look for EVP pod. EVP.
0: EVP podcast. EVP podcast. Yeah. Well, who are
1: we? I don't even
0: know. EVP.pod.
1: EVP.pod.
0: <laughs> but anyways, this week's episode, this is a crazy one. I haven't heard of this one. I might have, but I don't remember it. But this shit was dope.
1: This is kind of new-ish. Uh, there was a, one of those shock docs that saw uh, documentaries on Discovery+. Plus. It just came out this last Sunday on February 19th.
0: And then found out that there was another documentary done by the same guy. In
1: 2016.
0: 2016.
1: This guy has been investigating this house for seven years.
0: Yeah. I think he probably just did one year and then hasn't been back and then did it again for this. This Probably.
1: Uh, he claimed he's been looking into it for seven years.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was like every day, though. Probably not. I think he took five years off. I think
1: <laughs> There's a very good chance that he took five years off.
0: But both documentaries, awesome. Really cool. So this is called The Hell House.
1: Michigan Hell House. The
0: Michigan Hell House. Or The in Hell House Michigan. in Michigan. Either way. Yeah. Um, That that thing that just came out uh, got me intrigued. Come to find out that he had done it before. And this other show was uh, a haunting Haunting on uh, Dice Street. Yes. Because it's in,
1: on the Dice Street. It's on in, Dice Street. In Michigan. <laughs> but, What's the name of the city? It's like Milan uh, or something.
0: Oh, shit. I can't even remember the name oh, of the Oh, geez.
1: City. You yeah. were the one
0: that took the notes. Well, I don't remember the name of the town. I, I know it was in Michigan. It was but there's a city close by. Oh,
1: We're so prepared.
0: Saginaw? I can't remember. But... It's in Michigan. Michigan's tiny, isn't it? Michi- oh. No. I know. I'm kidding.
1: It's, <laughs> it's very small. It's like Rhode Island.
0: <laughs> right. Drop a dime and touch everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but this Welcome house.
1: to the EVP podcast where you get some information most, and lots of jokes.
0: <laughs> but this house was built in 1951. And the original owners were Pomeranians.
1: Pomeranians. That's what I thought they were saying.
0: <laughs>
1: but, at some point, it t- I swear to God, they did call them the Pomeranians at
0: one point. It's all I kept hearing is Pomeranian every time somebody said it. But their last name is Pomeranings.
1: Pomeranings.
0: Pomeranings. And, yeah, that's the only thing I kept hearing, but it was funny. Merrill,
1: Michigan. Um, Merrill, huh? No, I swear to God, it, like their medium, Cindy, I think she called, the, called them the Pomeranians at one point. <laughs> like, I don't think she actually said Pomeranians. I think she actually said Pomeranians.
0: I, I would have said it. I know I would have <laughs> said it if I was
1: there. We're not making fun of their name. It's just, it's it it's very similar. Very similar to Pomeranian. And all
0: you'd want to say is Pomeranian when you start saying But it's
1: Pomeranian. <laughs>
0: Pomeranians. So they built this house in 1951. It was Harold and Mabel. Yes. That's the parents. They have two sons, Dwayne and Terry. And I mean, they were pretty much born and raised in this house. Because they lived there for about a good 20-something years. And then all hell started in the year of 1974, the year of our Lord.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, this thing, this was just a, an ongoing occurrence that went on for over a year. Or a close, almost a year. Almost a year. Almost it a year. It started
1: in the summer of 1974 and went to the spring of 1975.
0: Yeah, so almost a full... It went through four seasons. Four seasons. Went through four seasons, that's for sure. Yeah. So almost a full year. But anyways, it all seemed to have kind of started with a uh, a broken window one night.
1: Well, this story, on the documentary, they said this story rivals that of Poltergeist and the Amityville.
0: After hearing the events, I'd say hell yeah, because there was tons of witnesses. Tons. tons
1: Tons of witnesses.
0: Tons. Where you have families with hearsay. And you know what I mean. No one else got to experience it. No one else saw it besides the families. Where this, they were inviting people in and having yeah. shit. Oh,
1: they, I mean, they had st- oh yeah, tons we're going So
0: this is gets gets juicy.
1: So They were all going to bed at, like midnight one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, did it say what day it was?
0: This, uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh,
1: they were. They shit. were. I believe they we well, it, it was July ninth. Ju- yeah, the, July 9th. July 9th. They're farmers. They're they're all going to bed, and then it happened.
0: Yeah, this window shatters. Shat, yeah, it shatters in into the sink, the kitchen sink. So it was a kitchen window. Uh, shatters. All the glass lands in the sink. Dad Harold wakes up, runs around looking for somebody. They call the cops. Nobody's there. And then, uh, then late one night at midnight, there was started a uh, a pounding. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the pounding that shattered the window.
1: Yeah, I think there was, some knocking. The, yeah, the, the was window, a knocking. The window shattered from, like, the outside into the house.
0: Yeah, it was pounding. That was the first time they ever heard this pounding. And it was so hard that it shattered the glass. And now the glass landed in the kitchen sink. And then it ended up happening almost every night since then. Yep. And they want to call this, eventually, uh, the Prowler because... It sounds like they were outside knocking on the house.
1: Yeah, it did, and I think after like the third night, um, the authorities actually came out, and they got to the point where they set up like a twenty-four hour surveillance on the house.
0: They yeah, they were checking out this house because nobody could figure out where this knocking was coming from, but there ends up being just so much more than just this knocking, right? So this knocking just kind of the start of everything. And it's happening on a That's nightly how it basis. Knox.
1: Knox. Always in threes.
0: And the you know it's what that happening. Means. It's
1: demons. What is it? Oh damn. Three knocks means the devil. <laughs> so they think that
0: this is all gonna start happening based off of this witch.
1: The next door neighbor. Or across the street neighbor.
0: Across the street, who also Built. I don't think they built it, but it was a newer. house. She bought house. the
1: house. Yeah, it was a newer house. She bought the house about a month before all the activity started happening, and at one point, they just called her the witch in the documentary. They never released her name, but this lady was always dressed in black, wore black lipstick. You know the had typical some
0: occult symbols. She had like three iron,
1: house. three iron crosses on her house, um, or not crosses X's. Sorry, three iron X's on nailed to her house on the outside above the garage and i guess one day harold was outside and this lady approached him and said i want to buy your house for my friends and he's like yeah we're not selling and then it was shortly after this is when the activity started happening yeah they think
0: that she probably did some kind of spell or did something because it was soon after that she ends up talking she she ends up talking to Dwayne so they have two sons Dwayne and Terry
1: Dwayne's the younger one I believe
0: no Dwayne is the older one
1: Dwayne's the older one Terry's
0: the youngest one yeah okay Dwayne is who this witch is like trying to have conversations with here and there ends up luring him into
1: now keep in mind he wanted nothing to do with this lady at all yeah
0: everybody knows she's kind of weird that she's the witch and he doesn't remember how but all of a sudden he's there in the house with
1: he, her. He barely remembers the whole thing. He kind of blacked out. He was he just remembers being in the house and that she gave him a haircut.
0: Yes, that he that's, remembers. That's all
1: he told his family. That's all he could remember. That, he yeah, that remember there was why he was there how he got in there.
0: There's candles everywhere. He remembers there being candles everywhere. Her, her kind of dancing around him and then her cutting a lock of his hair off. Yep. And then he doesn't mention this in the first documentary, but in the second newer one, he mentions how she swallows that lock of hair. Well,
1: see, and he didn't remember all of this until they were doing this documentary. Um, during the investigation, during on the documentary, they actually got permission to go into the witch's house. It was the first time anyone had gone in there to investigate. Uh, the The reason why they went into her house is they were hoping it would stir up some memories and help her remember more. Because originally, I believe, he he told his family, was that she gave him a haircut and he don't that he blacked out that he blacked out he didn't remember being there so all of this other stuff about the dancing the candles uh, her eating the hair all that came up in this documentary when he actually went into the house so originally and it remembering was, yeah originally it was just she cut my hair I don't know why I was there
0: and then he said soon after he got home he had a grand mal seizure yes which he's never had before
1: no no history of seizures seizures. And Before so he goes that. to the hospital. They, what is a grand mal seizure?
0: I can't remember what that means, but Working it's not a good one. No yeah, seizure is a good one. It's a seizure. No, nothing's good with that. Um, but they ended up having the the police involved in this because, well, so let me go back. So it was after this ritual that happened. Um, it was almost instantly after that happened is when that knocking started happening on the house. And that's when the glass shattered. And it was... That seemed like that is what let something in to the house and go. What's well, a grand mal yeah. seizure? So a grand
1: mal seizure. Sorry, um, it, it says it's a type of seizure that involves a loss of consciousness and the violent muscle contractions. It's usually caused by epilepsy, and and they even they even diagnosed <laughs> him at one point with epilepsy. I remember that. And um, but that's
0: the one and only.
1: But that was the, yeah. That was the only time. The, originally, when it happened, I, they even gave him a tracheotomy. I remember that. They even showed his scar on his neck from where it happened. Oh, shit. And initially they said it was brought on by epilepsy, but the actual like medical report that came out later said that there was no history or there was no signs of him actually having epilepsy. So they could never figure out what actually caused this seizure to happen.
0: Yeah. So that's just pretty insane. R- really weird. But, yeah, Soon it was right after that. Then all this shit happens, you know, with that knocking, shattering the glass, and then boom, every night after that, knocking all over the house. But they ended up getting the police, they called the police that night to come and check things out because they think somebody's outside. Yeah. Um, police couldn't find anybody. They couldn't figure it out. There's no footsteps anywhere. There's, there's nothing they could find. So that was the first thing that ever happened. <clears throat> then let's, let's fast forward to today. Well, I'm going to go back to two thousand sixteen, the We're first documentary. The so they're talking to the the family. Well, I'm going to go in the order of this whole uh the things that happened in the in the documentary, the first one, okay. 2016 one. So they're talking to the the new owners of the house that live there today. And the new owners of the house, they're called the Larsons. And they talk about how there's the so there's the owners of the house, which are the grandparents. Then they have their daughters that live in the house, and then the daughters have kids okay. and they have little girls as well. So they got three generations living in the house. But anyways, the uh, the two moms, the daughters, they said that they have seen lights, orbs shooting down the hallway, and that their little kids have also seen the same thing. But that's really all they're experiencing. Besides, there's one time that the daughters had seen. Looked like somebody had put their face up to the window with their hands up and looked out the glass. Okay. Um, and they had seen that and that freaked them out. But that's really the extent of of that family that lived there today because there's not would, a lot of happening That would probably to them.
1: freak anybody out, to be honest with you. Um, right. Seeing, thinking that someone's peeping in in your house, like you're not going to feel comfortable with that.
0: Right, right. But so these, these people, the Larsons who live there now, gave this guy permission to investigate their house for this long and i mean he's doing documentaries, he's bringing in the old owners of the house these people are really cool about it (laughs) so they had cameras set up everywhere they brought in terry to take a tour of this house and he hasn't been in there for 40 something years since they moved out and as he's touring it he talks about how um the kitchen sink would turn on by itself sometimes and later on after he's done talking about some of the things they cut to a scene where there's a camera that they have infrared pointed in the kitchen and sure shit sink comes on that's crazy like you see it come on like it's one of those things that like lifts up and then the whole faucet head moves
1: well, this was in the 2016 documentary yes and I mean, I need
0: to you watch would this. be happy to know that I did document the times of everything of all the good stuff that's awesome so the on the the actually before that faucet turns on there's a radio that turns on by itself as well and that's before that and that's at seven minutes and 40 seconds but later it shows where the faucet turns on by itself and that's at 10 minutes and 20 seconds (laughs) but that's kind of cool how as he's touring the house and he mentions that and one of the evidence things that they catch on video is that exact same thing
1: that's yeah
0: there was a ton of evidence on this one They have a lot of cool shit I'm going to Uh, tell you about.
1: (laughs) Judging off of the the one that I watched, the recent one that came out this week, um, I don't get the feeling that this guy, uh, what was his name, Sean?
0: is it Steve? Steve. Steve Shippy. Yeah, something like that.
1: Um, I I don't get the vibes from him that he's like some of the other shows. I kind of got more of like a Ghost Hunters vibe from him. Yes. Where he looks into stuff, he investigates. He doesn't overreact when there is activity or when something happens. He's not, like, freaking out, going, no way, and, like, running. He has screaming. real reactions. Like, he has yeah, he has real reactions. reactions.
0: Because the first one, I, w- I, I wish you would watch this other one. You're going to want to watch it, though. But
1: I, I will watch there's
0: it. There's times where he's talking and shit happens, and it's all caught on camera.
1: Well, they caught a lot on the the one that I did watch.
0: Yes, they did catch a lot. Like this place is active as shit. What's crazy is it's not that active for the family that lives there. But once these started investigating, it's like on.
1: Well, look at look at like all these other houses, Amityville, right? Yeah, wasn't really active for the Warrens as much as like the Lutz say that it was active. Uh, Conjuring the Parent family. You and I have spoken to Andrea, the oldest daughter in that family. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the owners after them say they don't really have any activity. There's even like the when the first Conjuring movie came out, the owners of the Conjuring house at the time they're like, "No, the house isn't haunted. Leave us alone." Because the movie comes out and you got all 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 these people. They're like, "I gotta go find it." (laughs) Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised if with this documentary coming out, if people don't try to start showing up, which don't do that. Don't. It's a it's someone's house. Right. Like, if it's a public, like, space, maybe, but... Well,
0: after the end of the what we saw, there shouldn't be... Hopefully. But...
1: you you'll still get it, but... So here's,
0: a, here's another cool thing. Well, while he's telling a story, so there's times where he's kind of, like, just in front of the camera inside the house, and he'll be telling stories, and uh, so he, as he's telling a story about a time where Terry had mentioned where a knife had flown against, across the room and into a wall, as he's telling and that story... Cup. Yeah.
1: At the so, cop, so let's tell that story. Yeah. So
0: while he's telling that, but this is just him kind of trying to tell that story, and as he's telling that story, uh something crashed—a vent plate that was that's kind of up in the, the ceiling. Let's crashed. let's
1: do the 1975 stuff, and then talk about the newer stuff. Okay. So what he's talking about is that they actually had a cop. They brought in a parapsychologist, I believe. And they were using a Ouija board.
0: Well, I was going to talk about that because there's a whole time. There's some other things that was kind of built up before that even happened. Um, Oh, no, no. I got it right here. We can talk
1: about that one. Okay. Well, this is some context so people understand what you're talking about. (laughs) Would make sense. I'm just calling me crazy.
0: Okay, yeah. So there was an officer who was one of the people because they've called multiple times. So the the the, the whole police department is pretty friendly with them. They know them very well. And one of the officers had a friend who dabbled in the occult, who was, I guess he thought he was pretty well-versed in the occult. So he thought it would be a good idea. We all have that one friend. (laughs) So he thought it would be a good idea to bring him over to, because they would discuss, you know, they would discuss these things. So he brings him over, uh, brings out the Ouija board, which Harold at first was like, ugh, but kind of, yeah, whatever you can do to help.
1: Now keep in mind, this is like 1974, 1975-ish. It's, but, but I think actually, right around the time the Exorcist, exorcist came out, it was. Uh, so no, maybe a little before that. Spirit exorcist. boards uh, were not really considered a bad thing until the Exorcist came out. We've talked about it before on our Spirit Board episode. It was something to do, like, it was a family game. People would play it on Saturday <laughs> night and then go to church the next day. So, uh, Spirit Boards weren't as taboo then as they are now.
0: So, the officer and his. Was standing next to his friend, and his friend brought out the Ouija board and started using it. And it wasn't soon 1973.
1: After. So this was like a. Oh, year. okay. So
0: This is right about shit. the time. So
1: yeah, they probably would have been like, "Oh, Ouija boards are bad."
0: Yeah. So the, I mean, Harold knew about what it was. Yeah. He was reluctant about it, but he still was like, "Sure, whatever to help." So when they, uh, when his friend started doing this, the officer's friend started doing this. They everyone witnessed this knife come out of the knife block and then levitate and then just fly across the room. Landing into the wall, but right next to the officer.
1: Yeah, they were saying it traveled. Uh, they probably exaggerated, but they're saying it It felt like it was going like 50 miles an hour just shooting across the room with this cop.
0: Yeah. It had, I mean, to get impaled into the so, wall.
1: Yeah, I mean, it had to be going pretty darn fast.
0: Yeah, so that would be pretty damn nuts. I mean, so that scared everybody.
1: <laughs> it would scare the hell out of me. And I,
0: there was a ton of witnesses there, too. It, yeah,
1: I mean, there was the... At least the cop, there was Harold, there was the occult friend. I think there was another person. There was at least four people in the room when this happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much crazy stuff that happened. Let's cover all the stuff that happened to the family in the 70s. Um, Okay, so... So, I know that there was one point where Mabel was attacked.
0: Where she was attacked? By a pillow. Oh, yeah. It started going up the wall. It started
1: climbing the wall and just, like, flew across the wall. And was, like, smothering her. Like, she was pinned to the ground, this pillow. And there was nobody. It was, like, an invisible force was, like, smothering her with this pillow. And I believe it took uh, four full-grown men to pry this pillow off of her face is what they said. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I
0: can't remember. I remember seeing that part, but I forgot the story. because it was, was it was a couple
1: with- of, like, Terry's cousins and his dad. And I think Terry himself. So there was, like, there was four full-grown men.
0: Getting this pillow off her
1: face. Prying this pillow off of Mabel's face. And she was just, like, doing laundry, and all of a sudden this pillow is like, trying to smother her in their, in her own house.
0: That's, that's scary as shit. Right. And they stayed in this house. They were living in this house still. I mean, they built this house. Yeah. Well, also because of these crazy knockings that was happening, there's this one guy named Fred Clark who came to investigate the house and check all the electrical devices all the outlets, everything, to see if something could be electrical, could be causing this, the sound. He couldn't find anything. And uh, there's this other guy. His name was Mark. I don't know if he was in this uh, other documentary. When he was a kid, he was about twelve at the time. His father worked with Harold, and they would talk about these theories. These he'd talk about the weird stuff going on at the, on at the home, and they would have these. He'd talk about these theories, and they went there one night they went there a few times I guess and there was no knocking happening and I guess Harold got all mad and called it out and was like you know raising his fist and screaming at it and while he was doing it to show itself they heard a big loud pounding in the kitchen boom and uh... as soon as that happened it, it was it was so strong the boom the banging was so strong that there were plates that were hanging on the wall they were bouncing off the wall because Jeez. of the pounding. And, I mean, this guy remembers this these stories well. And, you know, he's an old man now. But uh, when that happens, Harold's going like, See, explain this shit. Explain <laughs> this shit. Because you know, he's been talking about it. And so, boom, that that starts happening. And then soon after that, um, they start hearing rumbling all over the house. Just rumbling noises. And it kind of sounds like... And later they kind of come to find out it's coming from the attic. But, uh... So when uh there was other times where this was happening where mark and his father was there as well and there was one time where they had let a dog out to go after whatever was was causing the the those knockings and they said the the dog ran around and was barking at something and then sounded like it was getting its ass kicked like it was getting beat by something jesus and they go around there's nothing there they, they couldn't find anything there's no tracks there's nothing and so that happened while this guy was there when he was like 12, 13 years old. Um, let's see. I think that was all this guy really talked about. Yeah, that's, re- that's kind of most of the stuff that this guy had talked about. Um, there was another time where they put a police dog outside. Did you hear about this, this no. dog? So this police dog was named Fury. He was a well-known, very good police dog. And they thought they would tie him up outside and let him sleep outside. Because if anyone's hopping the fences and, and messing with the family, this dog's going to catch them. There was, I think, yeah, he was there for a week. This dog was there for a week. And all week, they would get the knockings inside, the poundings inside the house, and they would hear it. Dog never barked once. Didn't Jesus. hear a thing. And so that was like, okay, well, that failed.
1: <laughs> right. Like I said, I know they put uh, like a, a one-point-time 24-hour surveillance on the house. For like a week or so and because they they were legit they thought it was a person they were trying to catch who was yeah. doing all this and they, they could had, never find anybody they
0: were doing stakeouts on this house they would have the house surrounded with cops and they would have a cop inside the house waiting to hear the knockings there would be a cop, so the cop would get on the radio and like all right it's here it's here it's happening you know light them up they there's nobody, nobody there they would be outside the house walking around they can't hear a thing outside the house he'd be on the radio telling them it's, in, it's knocking, it's doing it. They can hear the knocking on the radio, but they can't hear the knocking outside That's so the crazy. house. So the only time they're hearing the knocking is while he's on the radio talking about the knocking happening. But they're standing right outside like, I don't I hear a fucking thing. What, what are you talking
1: about? That's insane.
0: <laughs> um, I guess in, w- there was a fires. There was, a fire. there was fires that were happening. So this first one, I guess they had a, uh, a psychologist that was staying with them. That was staying with them at the house.
1: Yeah, they they brought in that parapsychologist. I know they, the dude was there for quite a while because he had, like, over 30 hours of audio. Yeah. that Just doing interviews with the family and trying to capture evidence.
0: And there was... So he's been at this house for days. Or I can't remember how long exactly, at, when this first thing happened. Where he's like, uh, he was going to go run somewhere. And Mabel... The mom, she was saying how happy she was. They are all going to go to church that day, whatever. The, the psychologist was going to run into the store or something to grab something and be right back. While he was gone, th- there's a fire ha- at the house. <laughs> it happens to be a fire right before they go to church. So I guess Mabel was just waiting for Dwayne to finish doing his hair so they could go, uh, go to church. And while they're doing that, the toilet paper that's on the roll bur- bursts in the flame. Randomly. And this ends up getting documented documented as the the first and only fire that was pretty much deemed paranormal
1: yeah was it so was there more than one fire was there, there was like fires? three okay so I know they um, they originally thought Dwayne was doing this I know they thought Terry was a suspect as well, but their main focus was dwayne they actually I think they took him in or they took him downtown whatever you want to call it. Uh, and interviewed them, but mm-hmm. the I think after they had the f- after the last fire, I believe it was, the fire department came out and they did their investigation and they actually deemed it humanly impossible, humanly impossible for the f- for this fire. Yeah, humanly so, impossible. It's it's crazy because like I've never heard of another case of a fire like they thought it was arson. I've never heard anyone ever saying you know this fire was paranormal. This fire was not humanly possible. I've never heard a fire department ruled that before. No,
0: it's that's why it's in the history books for that.
1: That's crazy.
0: Because the fire chief came out there, inspected this. He was able to take the thing, the whole the roll thing that the toilet paper was on and inspect it for like an accelerant or any the thing that makes it humanly impossible is that the way that toilet paper was rolled up so tight it can't catch fire so very easily. It's it needs oxygen in yeah. order to burn like that. So he's just like, this is, doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. <laughs> that's not how it works. it's not how any of this works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it ended up, more spontaneous fires ended up happening as well. I can't remember the other two. Um, I didn't, because I was going to rewatch that, that other one, but I ended up taking so many notes on that first one.
1: I was, that's the only one they really talked about in the documentary.
0: <clears throat> yeah, because it seemed like that was just the most significant one that they were able to get that deemed impossible. So anyways, uh, when this guy was investigating the house, this new guy, Stephen, Steve, whatever, while they were kind of talking more about that first family and the things that they had seen, uh, being that face looking out the window, they ended up catching something on camera. And they ended up catching a lot of these things. There were a ton of things standing and creeping around corners, looking at shit and creeping back around. A ton of it. And
1: um, well, they got some good EVPs on the one that I watched as well. Yes. And they they brought in Cindy their their medium.
0: So yeah, I liked how they did bring in Cindy.
1: Right off the bat.
0: So, while there's uh he was investigating. They he ends up getting called on the radio going, "Hey, uh is that is there anyone in the house with you?" You know, asking him. And he's like, "No, I'm the only one." And they tell him about seeing some figure in that same window. And then they had a a camera aimed at that. And they look, check that camera footage, and there was a light anomaly. There was something that looks like it stands in front of that window, and then kind of turns away from it. I mean, when I kept rewatching it, I could almost see the outline of their face and shoulders and everything, like looking out the window and then just turning sideways and then kind of looking down. I was like, holy shit! But there was a lot of that. So, I got the the, uh, the where the radio turns on, where the faucet turns on. Then there's another time at 15 minutes where there's a camera sitting there, and you just hear the creaking, and this door just randomly opens. Just random. Random as shit. Nobody's in there. There's just cameras just sitting there, and then you just hear the creaking of it and everything just slowly opening. Um, and then there was that time where he's telling about the story of the knife, and then that vent crashes. Um, and then there's that anomaly in the window. <clears throat> and then there's a spirit orb. I'm not a fan of orbs, right? No, they're so not. So really. this orb comes out of the freezer after... Like, you see the freezer kind of, and there's that, there's a camera in the kitchen, and it's just aimed at everything, and the the freezer door opens and closes. And it's one of those, you know, tall doors. It opens and closes, and then right after it does that, this orb shoots out of the freezer and around the corner. It's pretty nuts. That's Um, crazy. And then there's times where you see the spirits, where they show other cameras just kind of positioned. You know, just sitting there infrared and you see where spirits poke their heads around corners they go creeping around the corners and then going back in and then sometimes sometimes you're seeing the front part of it and sometimes you're seeing the back part of them doing it it's pretty awesome so i got that all on all, all time too i got that's, that all listed that's crazy um and then there's another there's a there's a camera in the bathroom one of the bathrooms randomly one of the bulbs you know they have the screw-on bulbs yeah. above the sink Randomly, and I don't know how many hours that's been sitting there. It's all tonight. night Just a bulb comes out crashes down in the sink. No reason
1: all oh, that happens all the time
0: Yeah, all the time everybody yeah. gets woken up by crashing Yeah, no light, light bulbs. bulbs just
1: unscrew themselves all the time
0: um, And then there's a time where Steve is talking he's talking about things going on in the house and his investigation Just sitting down to the camera and while he's doing that the blinds close behind him like he you know and he has a natural reaction like his reactions are, are real um, he, he startled. Like Was he doing an be, investigation
1: or an interview at this point?
0: Talking to the camera. Like, okay. he's not—he's sitting down and talking about investigation stuff. Like okay, he's, so he's not, like, actually He's actively, not walking through the house.
1: Right, so he's not conducting an actual investigation at this point. It's just kind no, of... No, like,
0: he's just... It's still dark, it's still infrared, and he's got a camera in front of him, and he's talking to the camera.
1: So he's not, like, egging anything on, and then this stuff happens. No. So it's... I mean, what I'm getting at is you got... We make fun of the other the, some of the shows because they egg stuff on. They're asking for shit to happen, and it happens. They freak out. So he's not he's not actively trying to communicate with the spirit at this point, and stuff starts happening. Right. I mean th- that reaction, like you're saying, I, I haven't seen it, but it sounds it's it it's, sounds like it's legit reaction. Like he's not expecting it, and it just it's one it of those things. Happens. So when
0: those things happen, like you don't scream. You don't run and scream. You kind of turn around, your eyes get all huge, and you're like, D- does that really happen? Yeah. And you don't even really make a sound. And you kind of look back at what you were doing, and you're kind of collecting your thoughts. His reactions are genuine. Where When you see people screaming and yelling, ah, ah, like that shit has been probably
1: only did that practiced
0: once. like three or four times. I mean, because it happens every single time to their to when these people are investigating things. But not this but guy I've, He's got I've done shit. that
1: once that I could think of in my career right. as an investigator. Right. And I wasn't not expecting every time. I, wasn't, not every time. I wasn't expecting something to growl at me through a speaker that wasn't plugged into anything.
0: Right, but <laughs> that still wasn't a loud scream or No, it was
1: it was take it how do you turn this off? Yeah,
0: and that wasn't yeah. I mean, that was I mean, cool. We, we were all doing the uh, all that of us. Really? That was
1: on our Asylum Forty Nine episode, so you can actually hear my my natural reaction to being growled at.
0: Right. So um, when this thing happens while this guy's talking, yeah, he's having a real reaction. It's cool.
1: And it's not staged. It's not something they planned. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I said, watching this one documentary, he doesn't seem like the type of person that would do that. Right. I, I get it. Like for some of these shows, they have to do it for entertainment value. Uh, When you're doing a documentary like this, you're not trying to get activity for entertainment value. You're trying to tell the truth. Right. He goes
0: deep diving into this story. I mean, he's getting old retired cops. He's getting all these cops, uh, fire chiefs. He's getting the psychologist. He's talking to all these people. And he stayed in contact and talked to them. It's been pretty cool, all these different interviews he did. So Um, what
1: um, the family itself, like how the activity stopped for them? They moved out. They, so they just straight up moved out. They're like, we're done with this, mm-hmm. and we're gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, they moved out in, because, yeah, pretty much at the at the end of it, in uh, spring of 75, that's when they decided to just move. Okay. Because uh, you hear
1: about some of the other places where, um, like it ended for the Lutz because they fled their house in the middle of the night. The parents, um, we've talked about their story. They were in the house for 10 years while their stuff was going on. So mm-hmm. this one, it was a year, and... They, they just were like, we're sick of this and we're gone.
0: So, even after they left, the thing that was brought into the house by that witch stayed there. It didn't bother anybody else because it was only after, they think it was only after Dwayne.
1: Well, I think Dwayne has some kind of like psychic abilities. Well, and the, it was more open, which is why the this witch was after him, more or less.
0: Yeah, that he's open, but that he also had a dark... Presence with him all the time.
1: They 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 kept saying that they saw a man with him.
0: Yeah, that there was this man with him always, but that he wasn't good.
1: No, they actually said uh, they went to a far as far as saying it was possibly a shapeshifter.
0: Oh, okay, okay. No one really sees much of of this. It's more of just what's been. This hearing. is yeah.
1: This is what the their medium said in the in the uh, new documentary.
0: Oh. There's a couple more things that they found on camera that okay. I had documented. One was there was kitchen papers. There's papers hanging off the side of the fridge magnet to it. <clears throat> There's something that kind of brushed and caused the papers to fly up. And then there was an alarm sitting on the counter, triggered that right after. So you can kind of see the, moment, the movement of it going from there to the alarm. And then there was a time where they were going to send someone up in the attic in this documentary. And as this is happening, so Steve, he's going to have this guy named Eddie go up this ladder, and he was going to go up into the attic because they say that there was a lot all this rumbling. There would be rumbling in the house, and that's where it would come from. It, was, it seemed like it would always come from, from the attic. So this guy, Eddie, is going up this ladder, and as he gets towards the top, Steve's like, I'll hold the ladder for you, you know, to keep the stable while yeah. he goes up. He's talking into the camera while he's holding the ladder. Dude is on the top, falls down. The ladder didn't move from him, like, moving it or anything. The dude up top falls down and hits the concrete from the top of the ladder. Jeez. And it's like, they're having natural reactions. Like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Oh, you know, oh, you're okay. Don't move, don't move. And he's like, what happened? And the dude that fell keeps saying, something pushed me. Something pushed He kept repeating that. Something pushed me. And he was just barely was going up there. And all of a sudden, bam, came flying down the ladder. The ladder didn't move. So it wasn't him, like, his feet going, sliding out. Like, he said he got pushed. And Interesting. And That's something you wouldn't want to stage for yourself because that's falling from a six foot ladder on a concrete. That shit's gonna right, hurt. Yeah. All he was doing was holding his. There's no stunt his knee. doubles in this. Yeah, this dude was hurt. This dude was
1: really hurt from that. But, that or he's really dedicated to the documentary. Right. He really I was going for
0: the he, show. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think it was staged. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. That's that was pretty gnarly. That was that was pretty nuts. Um, and then in the in the new in the new documentary. With Cindy, where where Steve was with Cindy,
1: so they end up getting this. Doesn't tell her anything about this. It's it's what a lot of teams do when they bring in a medium. They don't give them any information at all. First Um, thing she does: Who's Harry? Yeah, who's Harry? And he's like "Uh, Harold. That's the father. (laughs) I give my both of that. They they pass away while they were in their sixties, and not
0: old. That's not old either.
1: No, it's not. And they're convinced that had all this stuff not happened to the family. The the two sons, Terry and Dwayne. So their parents would probably still be alive today if it wasn't for all this activity.
0: You're right. Yeah. They think that war on them a lot. Just that one year. But uh while Cindy was there, she would pick up on stuff and they had all these devices out, all these different EMF meters, multiple kinds every time she would tap in with a spirit and talk about things that really did happen that you knew happened because you saw people mention it earlier in the documentary where they would have an interview. And then they, when Cindy comes in and she mentions these things that were already mentioned, all these devices start going off as soon as she starts saying some shit and it's like, rah, everything's
1: going off. Well, I think it was, it was crazy because they're walking around, they're doing the outside of the house first and she stops and she's like, I could see windows being like blown out. Yeah. And, uh so what's the pounding? Yeah. So <laughs> or the knocking. So he goes, Well that's interesting that you stopped here and she's like, Why? He's like, Because that window right there where you stopped is where the activity started. That was the first window that blew out.
0: And and then there's not a window there anymore either. I think that where the original window was, I think they kind of boarded that up and made it part like so it's not even a window anymore. Yeah, she
1: she stopped like right, right where it happened. They decided to set up and do a mini investigation. They're asking some questions and they get this EVP and it's pretty clear. I think this one's a class A EVP. Yeah, this Because like I don't even, you didn't even need their captionings or them repeating because they said it right after it happened. Uh, it sounds like you're all going to die.
0: Yeah, so what was the what was the question they asked? Like, what I don't did remember. You, I thought you would remember. Damn it because I don't remember either. But it was more to the effect is like what do you want from, from this family or what do you want from. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it's like you're it's all gonna, gonna die. die. That was good. That was she just-
1: was picking up on a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, and every time she would, boom, everything would start going off.
1: Well, like they were in the house, and she's tapping into stuff, and she's giving him information, and literally every device he had, like a millimeter with a REM pod, all going. He off. has he had his little uh, coffin like music box thing, mm-hmm. just like everything was going off. I mean, it was it was annoying to watch on the documentary because, like, literally everything's going off. Right. She gets to the point to where she's like... I can't do this. I, I, we need to go outside. I can't think. It's, I'm having a hard time.
0: I would have just turned everything off. Like, what's I the I would point? have, too. That's literally what That's I That's what thought. I said. That's what I'm I was like, saying. Like, why wouldn't you just turn everything like, off? Like, turn it all off. Like, you're already tapped in. We know it's doing it. Just have one. <laughs> just and then they, well, one.
1: And I thought it was funny because they, they say... Oh, we had to go outside because it was trying to scare us out of the house. I'm like, just turn your shit off.
0: That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Just turn it off. Leave just leave it's, one on because she wasn't complaining that
1: the house was like too heavy in energy or it anything it was the like noise. That. It was the noise, and I'm like, throw them outside. It's just like, <laughs> oh, this radio's too loud. I'm gonna go outside just turn it off. Yeah, because that <laughs> that was like the only th- one of the first things I I kind of didn't agree with. It was just like, just turn shit off. And then yeah. and then when they start digging deeper into. What caused it? What was going on? This is when they get into the whole witch thing. um I know that towards the end of all of this, before they moved out, I know they they went to they they had their their priest yeah. came over a Catholic priest came over, blessed the house. They all went to church together, and this witch was there at the church and went up to the pastor and he or the priest and started like sobbing and crying, yeah and the priest pretty much told her like you need to leave this family alone like you can't do this anymore and you need to move basically told her she she needed to take off and it was about a month later that she put the house up for sale and moved out
0: i just remember this part about that guy mark i talked about who's his father worked with harold yeah when they that first night after they had witnessed the knocking and everything <clears throat> he said when they got home they were home for maybe half an hour that night it was late it was like midnight or something they said well he had said that he was maybe five feet away from the from the door and something knocked on the door three times boom 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 and he was a matter of seconds before he had opened it and nothing was there and he said that happened about five five more times uh in a Let's see. Happened three more times over a five-day period. Jesus. Where?
1: Three, do- three knocks. The devil.
0: But he said it was loud, like three loud big knocks. Boom, 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 right on the front door. And Sounds he like said
1: ginger squatch was there.
0: Yeah, but a, a disappearing ginger D- squatch. Disappearing ginger squatch. <laughs> well, have Camouflage. you ever seen one?
1: Camouflage. You ever seen a real squatch? <laughs> Sitting quick next to one, and they're hiding. <laughs> they hide. I know their secrets.
0: Well, tell me. at the <clears throat> at the end of this new uh, documentary. <clears throat> Steve has this witch come in.
1: Miss Aida, Aida,
0: Aida, Aida? the Catholic witch.
1: Yeah. The Catholic witch. <laughs> when she was doing something. I was like, well, she was doing
0: things and then doing Catholic prayers. And, but yeah, so
1: they, <clears throat> the, some of the neighbors and like family members back in the seventies said when some of this stuff was going on, they saw the neighbor, this witch outside, contorting in weird ways. She brought, like, people over. They said there was evidence of, like, the occult there and, like, satanic worshipping going on. And they they would dance and contort their bodies in weird ways like they were worshipping the sun. Like their
0: hands were doing and yeah i
1: just was we were watching the last little bit of it before we started recording you're just like so they were doing pagan rituals got it like, <laughs> yeah pretty much that's what it sounds like
0: yeah it sounds like they're just being pagans
1: they're being It's the devil's work yeah that's pretty much how they treat them but i guess i mean she was outside in like thunderstorms while it's raining like crazy and having like fires and trash cans going on sounds so that, like a good time actually yeah, right <laughs> like i i love being outside in yeah. the rain and why not have a fire stay warm while you're in the rain it's just
0: yeah and they were saying how with her dancing it would cause the fire to get higher and higher
1: i'm sure she had some little powders or something she could throw in there because if yeah. she was a practicing witch i'm sure you've got stuff going on right but, so this this miss aida was saying that uh, she was definitely a witch and she was just going to call this lady the witch because like i said they didn't give a name well
0: um, we're this is my thought too this circle there's a circle in that yard that yeah, doesn't this, grow this, it's anything. brown still yeah it's, it's a, brown and and they
1: say that's exactly where they saw her always doing her rituals yeah and that's, stuff.
0: that's where her rituals were done and nothing grows there now and all i could think about was like she's Holy probably about throwing salt no i think she's probably <laughs> throwing salt everywhere most likely makes sense. and if you salt ground it shit don't grow
1: <laughs> well if you're putting a, a circle of salt around you for protection while you're doing your spells right. like, it would make sense
0: yeah exactly that's that's the first thing that came to my mind as soon as they mentioned the spot well this. like
1: I mentioned we mentioned earlier that she had the three iron X's on her house which is also a repellent for negative energy
0: also porn porn yeah a oh, beer
1: <laughs> as well um, Dos Equis. there's only dos- two X's in that this is true <laughs> uh, um, yeah so they're convinced that this lady had Opened a portal on this spot of grass, and that she had summoned some sort of demon that she couldn't control, and things got out of hand. And this demon is going after Dwayne because he's open, as far as like, well, that she
0: binded him to her by swallowing his she performed
1: like some kind of marital marital ritual
0: well this is what this Aida This was is saying. What saying, i mean so. we don't know this, what
1: all of this stuff that they said about the witch is pure speculation yeah they i have, think she was no just a pagan,
0: evidence. and i think she was probably maybe a little touched in the head but quite possibly but you know she's probably just socially awkward
1: maybe who knows but, well you'd have to be to just go up to someone's house like i want to buy moving in, i want to buy, buy your, your house. house for my friends
0: yeah well, also, their neighbors aren't, like, close by either, I think, right. at the time. I think they had a, like... They
1: claim that this person had no friends in the area. So, yeah. like It's it's, they all, don't know it's all speculation. Yeah,
0: because, just because they don't know her. they And it sounds like she had people over there. Yeah, they were so, dancing
1: and worshiping in the sun. Yeah,
0: so it sounds like she had friends.
1: In the summertime, so weird. Maybe not
0: winter friends. Maybe she doesn't have winter friends. No. <laughs>
1: Winter in Michigan? I don't know what it's
0: But, like. apparently, at the end of this, this Miss Aida banished whatever was She there.
1: consulted a demonologist and told her to read this psalm. And so, while she's conducting this ritual, they have these red lanterns in a circle around it. Now, when, when they were... Before they even did the ritual, they were, like, investigating the circle. They had candles around this circle of grass, and they had his little um, box going. And... Cindy was inside the house, like, drawing something on a chalkboard. Right, she
0: was doing some spirit drawings. She was doing
1: spirit drawings, and the drawing was actually really cool looking. Yeah. Um, it had, like, a. it started out with a face, but then you see, like, behind it, it was, like, a person. Mm-hmm. I know in some of their investigations, like, they, when when they were asking spirits questions, she kept saying he didn't do it. Uh, she kept hearing that. Yeah. And she thought it was referring to Dwayne and the fire. Like, there was a spirit saying Dwayne didn't set the fire. Yeah. Like, trying to clear his name. But when they're they're investigating the circle, um, it just keeps saying like uh, it said something like Satan, uh, son of the demon or something like that. And son,
0: just, uh, son wrong.
1: Oh, that was on the Echovox. Oh yeah, not the Echovox, the, the obvious. That was on the obvious. It yeah. said like Satan, son wrong or something yeah. like that. And over this, uh, his spirit box, it just kept saying Cindy's name over and over and over again, and he, it like freaked him out. So he <coughs> ran to go check on Cindy, and that's when you see the drawing. So. They kind of interview, they talk to Terry and Dwayne a little bit more before they go out and close the portal. And they're using the SLS camera, which is a great device that you should never buy. Um, this one that,
0: seemed a little bit more high tech.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, there's, there's, you can get a free app on your phone. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm not a well. fan of the SLS. But you have one. Yeah, and I've I'm not it. a fan.
1: But, but they said they were seeing like a spirit touching Terry's head or Dwayne's head. And there's a spirit mm-hmm. sitting behind him and Cindy. Um, that's not a EVP. That was, <laughs> that's my stomach. That was dying. a rumbling from the attic. <laughs> that, that was Ginger Squatch's roar. Um, I don't even know if the microphones picked that up. but I heard it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So they they, they say that these this there's always this man behind Dwayne. Yeah. And it was the thing that was kind of like egging him on and stuff like that. So they're conducting this ritual. They're reading a Psalm out of the Bible and she's like asking God for help. And yeah. did the Catholic cross
0: yeah, it was, all while it was they're all...
1: holding the, the statue of St. Michael, because in her words, we all know St. Michael kicked the devil's ass and another person. So uh, Cindy was holding the statue of St. Michael um, Steve or whatever his name is was holding an iron cross for protection and she read the psalm, and then she's like, she gets done reading it. She does her little prayer, and she's like, and now I'm going to drive this iron dagger into this the ground. I'm like, well, that's not necessary. Just just do it. <laughs>
0: but she had a it was for it was for views. Oh, it was
1: very it was very overdramatic the yeah, way she pounded that into the ground.
0: Oh yeah, and the whole time I like how they kept cutting to the scene where all the EMF meters were beeping like crazy. Oh no,
1: that was that was pretty trippy. I don't know.
0: I don't know. So they don't say if that's happening while she's doing this. They
1: they they're implying they're that implying, it happened, but there's no way to know if that's actually it's, what's it's, happened. But they
0: it made it intense. It made it intense. It did. Right? Had, you, you were you sucker. You they, got sucked into had, <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> they had three different cameras in three different parts of the it house. It was
0: flashing. It was her talking, and then it. Was, Flashing over to and the, it was like it was beep, like the
1: beep, kitchen, beep, beep, it was the bedroom, and it was uh, they, they the were making it seem like everything was going crazy. It's, yeah, it seemed like the her. music box was going off, the Ram Pod was going off, like EMF meter going off, was going off. Reality. She finishes hammering this dagger into the ground, and everything stops.
0: Well, it's not everything stops. They just stopped doing the edit, the cuts. <laughs> they stopped no, doing they, all the cut. No,
1: they they did another cut, and everything was stopped. Nothing was making noise. So okay, they did that. They did it. I saw it.
0: I wanted to know if that was arguing. even happening at the time. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it as well. It just—it was a cool effect, though. It was. It was a
1: really cool. It gets you going. It got you going. Get you, good. Get you got you going. I saw. it. I you. was like, "Is that even you, happening right you now?" You were tearing up. You're like, "Oh, this is so sweet." <laughs> well, what
0: is this even this happening? This lady is helping these people. <laughs> this is like what we're supposed to do.
1: <laughs> but they're getting rid of that demon. <laughs>
0: But it was a really cool documentary.
1: They banished him back to hell where he came from
0: yeah. down below. Well, that's Earth. what they say. But there's way more than just this guy. That, there's way more than just that spirit. There's so many spirits in this place. You see, like, go back and watch that one I told you about. There's so many cuts to these people, these spirits creeping around trees, creeping around corners of the walls. And it's, it's pretty cool.
1: Well, they say that like over the years, a lot of people have tried to remove the activity or, like, clear the house, if you will, and it would settle down for a little bit, and then it comes back with a vengeance, is their words. Um, so we'll see. This apparently, this all happened, uh, I believe, last year in November. Yeah, is what they said. Yeah, that's what it somewhere looks like somewhere in there because they like at the end of it, it's like six months later, and he's going in talk into talking to to Terry and Dwayne, and they're like, it's not the end. It's just the beginning. And I'm like, I don't know what you mean by that.
0: Well, I think they mean a new beginning for them. Well, he
1: didn't say new beginning. For them. It's like a new life. But he literally said, I don't think this is the end of it. It's just the beginning. And I'm like, so it's the sequel? Like, more is going to happen? I understand what what he was probably trying to say, but it's just the way he worded it. I'm like, that's a little weird. Yeah. Because he literally said, it's not the end. It's the beginning. Like not, I mean I got nu- it. I got I it. I didn't said get it. it. No, I'm like, aw, stupid. Aw, I don't know. Oh, that's what you did too when she was hammering the iron <laughs> dagger into the ground, banishing the demon back to hell. I was
0: like, "Oh, demon? Yeah, Aww. <laughs>
1: this is poor demon. Aww. Just leave him alone. He's having fun. A <laughs> he wants a friend." Uh, don't invite demons into your house.
0: There, So there's actually uh, another one of a haunting of uh dice road part two
1: what i saw that but it's not at the house
0: no it's just down the street at there's other shit in that town that's haunted
1: town of the dead
0: so i guess it's down the street from that house okay but i didn't watch it yet i started it and and i was like oh this isn't this isn't actually the uh the same house so but there's a part two that's
1: what i was wondering i'm like oh they did two of them but nope it just sounds like they were
0: well he was probably while he was doing that he probably got told about well there's some other haunted shit right here you should probably talk
1: probably because these doc the, those first two documentaries that came out a year after apart from each other so one was 2016 one was 2017 um, so he
0: has a series on discovery plus that i started i just realized it was on okay I'll, I'll show you what that is i can't remember off the top of i'll head. find it we'll yeah. find
1: it we don't know what it's called but there's there's it's
0: one. something like
1: uh something with steve shippey just look his name up and we'll find it yeah um but if you want to watch the documentaries that we're talking about, if you have Discovery Plus, it's simply called... Uh, the, Hell the Hell House of in Mich- Michigan. The, the Michigan Hell House. Michigan Hell House. It's called the Mich- Michigan Hell House. The 2016 one is called A Haunting on Dice Road, The Hell House. And like you said, there is the sequel. It's A Haunting on Dice Road 2, Town of the Dead. Um, we haven't watched that one yet, so uh, we don't know anything about that it's one. It's about the but Town of the Dead. It's about the Town of the Dead. Um, but, yeah, that's... That's the the Michigan Hell House. Yeah, that was a juicy one. And I mean, that's a lot of stuff to happen in a year. In a year, and I I actually like I, you know my opinion on the Amityville House. I think that DeFeo's story is legit, and I think Ronnie DeFeo was actually like possessed. I think George Lutz was full of shit and was just trying to capitalize on it and make money, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they did. Um, with the Conjuring, with the Perron family, they lived in that house for ten years. Yeah. And Andrea told us straight up like when I asked her why you were there for ten years, it's because they put all of the family's money into that house and they couldn't afford to sell yeah. it and move. They would have lost their ass. But they also
0: it. had a lot of love in the house too. Right. And so they But made again, it this
1: is uh, with how House much, of Love,
0: House of Light.
1: Yes. With with <laughs> how much shit that happened with the parent family, it was over a ten year period. Right. With this this, was this family it was less than a year. And there was they, over so twenty
0: five like, police calls.
1: Like just think of like how bad the conjuring was over 10 years this is all of that 10 years put into one year
0: right they had like this was tormenting them like every night this knocking and it was was, they said it was just like some of them would be soft and then some would just be crazy loud like there was somebody out there beating on the house or something and then smothering
1: people with pillows i
0: i believe they had something on the house that there was dents on the vinyl i can't remember why Shit, I forgot what was going on, but the,
1: the evilness.
0: But they they had the same f- siding on there from the fifties. Same siding was still on.
1: Oh, okay. But yeah, shit's crazy, 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 crazy. But
0: yeah, uh, anything else?
1: Not that I can think of. No. Nope. All right, guys. So before we go, make sure you're following us on the social medias. We actually post stuff now, thanks to uh, Dvo, who is still dead. Um, <laughs> but might. not on social he media. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, his ghost is still doing social media. He might be joining us next week for our 100th episode. At, at the Fort, Fort Douglas. Fort Douglas Military Museum. There are still a few tickets left. We're getting pretty close to being sold out. Get tickets em. are $30. Uh, and the time of this airing, you've only got like six days left. Hurry so up. So hurry up and get your tickets. Like I said, follow us on social media, evp.pod at... at uh, instagram and facebook if you have a story you'd like to share with us uh whether send not, them. yeah send our stories to evp.pod at gmail.com or hit us up on messenger on instagram or facebook whatever um yeah and then if you're looking for ghost hunting gear if you want to come join us on the fort douglas investigation check out our affiliate link to go stop that's where we buy all of our gear
0: well all right everybody ghosty don't play that peace out butterflies this is the evp podcast